Eh. Well, everybody, the Seahawks won, the 49ers lost, and all is good in the world. Or is it? I have some thoughts, but let's hear from Drew first because you guys have already seen my reaction video. Drew, what's your reaction to the Seahawks? We've had a day to think about the win. Give me your Man. take. Well, first of all, I want to talk about your take. Crazy. That was that was a crazy video by Levi Cooper. Um, very overdramatic in my opinion. Look, the Seahawks at the end of the day, they got a win. And at, at, and that's all that matters. Look at the wins and they get another one. We can see some a brief stats here. Was Geno Smith amazing? No, obviously. Was Geno Smith good? No. Was he okay? Probably not. He had a bad game. But two touchdowns, 219 yards, 18 for 24, it got the job done. It wasn't absolutely atrocious. I understand red zone problems. Still a huge factor. I don't remember it being this big of a factor. And it really shouldn't when you have um, some really nice tight ends. And then you got DK. Hey, Metcalf, I know who didn't play last week and Tyler Lockett, but this has been a theme all season long, Levi. Yeah. Red zone struggles, and it shouldn't be that way because when you look at the talent around Geno Smith, that he should be built to succeed in the red zone, and he doesn't. So I'm going to have to put the blame on Geno Smith there. But well, I think there's a, you can also put the, put the blame on um, every time we get within the 15 yard line, Shane Waldron just stops. Shane Waldron clearly, uh, Shane Waldron, uh, does he, does he have any problem. plays for the red zone? Like, does he, have I don't know, but I don't remember this problem being as big of a deal last year. I, correct me if I'm wrong, but this year it's been absolutely atrocious, but something Levi you have failed to mention was the defense really, really good game. Well, by we were the playing defense. the Cardinals. Okay. So who really cares? Also, Really I care. Game, except, NFL, for, except, NFL for when, level team. except for when Josh Dobbs ran for 25 yards and an easy touchdown. I mean, that 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 play okay. are, you was can, terrible. You can, pick, you can pick plays all you want. When it's all said and done, Josh Dobbs had 146 yards, and their leading back had 58 yards rushing. So, Which, I mean, who, And who is their leading back? I don't care. Running backs don't even Amari matter. Amari DiMercato? Levi, I mean, come on. Levi. Levi, you're so you're so hung up on it's the Cardinals. The Cardinals have won a game this year, Levi. Yeah, they won one game and they might not win a single okay. other. We looked good against the Cardinals on defense, and you just failed to look at that. Um, Witherspoon had another really really solid game. Did he have uh what he had a sack? Yeah, take I, I feel bad for Witherspoon. Game? He had a game changing sack yeah. that got called back yeah, because of the penalty. About. And he had yeah. a game-changing interception that got called back because of a pe- and so his dumbass teammates keep committing these stupid penalties and taking away the big plays from him. You got to feel bad for the rookie over here. He's like, I'm just trying to ball out, and you guys are screwing me over. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, Witherspoon has been a stud, and then you look at JSN. He had his first touchdown of his young NFL career. Good to see him getting going. And then, oh, how fun has Bobo been? I mean, yeah. undrafted free agent. My guy ran like a four, five, four, six in the combine. Something crazy slow, something a tight end should run. No one wanted him because of that factor alone, but he comes into the league and proves to be a really, really nice wide receiver. He was bumped up to the wide receiver three with DK Metcalf being out, but he actually outgained Tyler Lockett and with um Jake Bobo, JSN, and Ty Lock all had the same amount of receptions in four. 
Bobo looks like a kind of a really nice player. Obviously, he's still going to be fourth on the depth charts, but he's been a super, super solid player. And then you have our three tied ends who have been doing solid as well. And then Kenneth Walker, really, really well done. And uh, DJ Dallas, yes, he did have a fumble, but he's looking like one of the best punt returners in the league right now. Levi? Yeah, on the topic of Jake Bobo, first off, I had him at 120th on my wide receiver uh, index. Um, this is the inaugural year, actually, of the wide receiver index. You've been hearing all about the quarterback. Do you, you want to explain how this wide receiver index is? Uh, it's essentially, uh, it's very similar to calculated. fantasy points, except for um, I actually give out a few, uh, I, I put a little bit more weight on touchdowns just because I think that scoring is the most important. Um, so a little more weight on touchdowns, a little bit less weight on receptions and yards very similarly weighted to as as I would to a fantasy point. Jake Bobo, here's some of the guys he's ahead of now. He's into my top 100. Jake Bobo, ahead of names such as uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling on the Chiefs, ahead of names like Allen Robinson, Odell Beckham Jr., Christian Watson on the Packers, who everybody thought was going to be a breakout star this year. Jake Bobo is having a better season than him. Uh, who else? You can see Devontae Parker, former number one wide receiver. There's Deontay Johnson on the Steelers. Hunter Renfrow on the Raiders. Guys who, if you would have told me in the season, Jake Bobo is going to have a better season than these guys who are starting wide receivers on their yeah. team. I, I, yeah. I, you, you, I would have called you crazy. But here he is, almost as good as Jackson Smith and the Jigba has been. But JXN, he's also solidifying his spot as one of the better wide receiver threes mm -hmm. in the league. He got his first start, got his first touchdown. Love to see it. Um, and then, yeah, DJ Dallas. You brought up DJ Dallas. He's a top 40 running back on my rankings, and it's not anything because of his running back abilities. It's all because of his returning. He's averaging he did like have a fumble, 50. which we should mention. He did have a fumble. That was not great. It was actually That's a pretty huge. bad fumble. That arguably counteracts everything else he did that game. But he's oh, averaging but, like 55 yards returning yeah, per no, game, which is really I know. good. No, really good. But I think fumbles are a little more quote-unquote fluky. Yeah. Um, DJ Dallas hasn't had a fumble problem in his NFL career. So I know, yes, did he have a fumble? Sure, but everyone's going to have a fumble here and there. I'm not going to worry him for that. Um, a big thing, Levi, what do you think about uh, Tyreek Woolen? Do you think he's kind of not not loving all the spotlight going to Witherspoon? Listen, last year he was the guy. Last year it was it was Tyreek Woolen as the up and coming star cornerback for the Seattle Seahawks. Legion Boom coming back, fourth round pick. Look at this guy! Wow. And this year he's been underwhelming, straight up underwhelming, not playing as well maybe a little bit frustrated, maybe a little bit upset that um, guys like Devin Witherspoon's getting all the highlights. Trey Brown played really, really well at the start of the year. He's fallen off a little bit. Michael Jackson, you know, was really good in the in uh, preseason and loves to compete and really tries to prove himself that he can be on the field each week. Where do you have Tariq Woolen, and why do you think he's been a little bit of a disappointment to start the year. Well, to be fair, he, he's been dealing with some injuries. Um, he obviously, he left the Lions game. Um, didn't, didn't, I don't think he played against the Panthers. He came back against the Giants. 
Um, yeah, he hasn't made the flashy cornerback that he was last year. He's not getting the interceptions. Uh, however, I, I'm not seeing him blow coverage. I did see him miss a couple tackles in the last game. And I Only saw two him, tackles last game, two. Yeah. And I saw him make a, at least one pretty bad penalty, but at least he's not blowing his coverages. The guy who is blowing coverages actually is our safeties. Julian Love and Jamal Adams are the ones who are blowing coverages. That does not surprise oh, me at no all. No surprise, exactly. Yeah. But, I mean, I've I've been, for the most part, pretty happy with Woolen um, for not, for he's doing what he should do, which is locking down his position as a cornerback. Uh, his tackling not hasn't been amazing, but at the same time, we didn't we didn't bring him in to be a tackler, right? We brought him in to be a cornerback and to stop big passing plays, and he, for the most part, he's done that this year. So I'm not too bad too annoyed with him. Yeah, I just, I think one thing that you kind of have to take into account is doesn't have an interception yet this year, which well, not many of our players do. I mean, only. I- isn't that the problem? The only guy with an interception this year. How many picks do we have? Not many. But I all, actually want to look this one up. All I know is Witherspoon through his through his first um through his first six games last year had four picks. Now he's looking at zero. Only he's played in five games, but still, that's been a huge factor for Witherspoon. I think that stood out last year to me is the ability to track the ball and get an interception hasn't been doing so this year as much Seahawks in general haven't been taking over or um, forcing fumbles as much as they have been in the past but the pass rush looked all right the coverage was okay held to 10 points I know it's the Cardinals again that's the caveat that I'm sure Levi will continue to bring up but it's an NFL team at the end of the day. These guys are the best football players in the world on any given Sunday. Any team can beat any team. And the Seahawks held the Cardinals to 10 points. I think we're going to have to change conversation topics here. If you guys did not see Levi's video post game, go watch it. Do I disagree with a lot of his takes? Yes. But was it entertaining? Definitely. Definitely. Very, very good post-game show by Levi. So I have to give him some props there. But negative as all get out for a loss. Levi, explain to me why why was it so negative? We gotta win. Look, I I I will I'm going to admit something. I too I tuned into the game in the second quarter and I watched the game all the way from the second quarter till the end. I, however, I didn't watch the opening touchdown scoring drive to Jackson Smith and Jigma. That, and I'm sure had I seen that, I may have thought better thoughts about Gino. I was very annoyed because in the last four drives, we had punt and then interception and then fumble on the very first play of the next one. And then we had to settle for like a 54-yard field goal that if we missed it, we would have given them a short field and a chance to tie the game. So I was pretty frustrated with our offense based off of the last four drives. I I was I made the video immediately after the game. I want to walk some things back. Because as you know, Drew, I I so have a complex. Have some apologizing today, Levi. I have a complex um in my mind that is how there's only one way that i judge quarterbacks and it's off of my own creation 
my quarterback index, which I might have to start giving its own video every week um, because I'm seeing very successful uh, other YouTubers doing this kind of thing. Um, Geno Smith was actually the ninth best quarterback on the index this week. Wow. That so is crazy. Uh, wow. Ninth, so either your index is wrong or your eye test is wrong. What's so wrong? I think what's wrong is that he played very well, except for two very bad turnovers. But Again, other than that, well. I would not say very well. But other than that, he was efficient. He did throw two touchdowns. I watched, I went back and I watched the drive, the touchdown drive uh, with, with Jackson. That was a really well-executed drive by Gino. I went back and I looked at the offensive line as the, the O-line. They were, they were fine. They were not anything special. Um, yeah. And I went back and I said to myself, okay, I think Gino might be all right. And he did get the win. He did end up winning by 10 points. Yeah. And so I'm a little bit less mad at now. I will say Gino against the Bengals was not anywhere close to the top 10 that week, but this week he was, um, I, I think, I still don't think he's a Super Bowl quarterback. I think he's a middle of the road quarterback or he's around probably number 20 overall. He's around 15th this season. So he's fine. He's going to make us, he's going to get us to the playoffs, but I do. I, I mean, I, Levi, yeah, I, I would love to take your apology here, but there's just so many things to pick at from your post game show. The season's over after a win. Come on now. Like, I understand Gino Smith might not be the answer, but you look at his season this year, it has not been that bad. Has it been well, great? What do you think the goal for only, the season is? What do you only, think the goal for the season is? I think the goal for the season is win a playoff game. Obviously, every goal for the season should be win the Super Bowl. Well, yeah. So in that That's case, yeah, and, but, and again, I, I reevaluated really I've reevaluated that as well. And seven touchdowns to four picks isn't great, but look at his his pass rating, 93.6 over to the his um the first uh, six games for the Seahawks, just under a 70% completion rate. Something that stuck out to me when I look at his stats before doing this show, Levi, his, what, what do you think his, his longest passing throw has been this year? His longest completed throw? Um, it might have been, it might have been, been after catch. It might have been the pass to JXN. Was it 48, 40, 48 30, yards? 36 yards is as long. This 36, year. okay. 36 yards. Russell Wilson had a 50 yard bomb every game. It felt like drop it in the bucket to Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf. That was part of the Seahawks identity. Run the ball, run the ball. And then just a moonshot right in the bucket. Russell Wilson was known for yeah. being one of the best default throwers in the league. I don't think I, I haven't seen that. And it's crazy. Cause I kind of just had this realization that's that's gone from the Seahawks. And I want that back. I want that where the ball is just floating in the air for a couple of seconds. And I'm on the edge of my seat waiting to see what happens. Will DK Metcalf come down with it? Will Tyler Lockett have a beautiful catch in like the corner of the end zone or something after a 50-yard bomb by Russell Wilson? I haven't seen it by Geno Smith. I really haven't. So I want to see that utilized a little bit more in this Shane Walton-style offense. You have guys to do it. You have DK Metcalf who can high high point anybody 50 50 balls turn to 80 20 balls with dk metcalf you have tyler lockett one of the best route runners in the league and jake bobo has proved that he's a big body wide receiver that can also win a jump ball so i want to see some more explosive plays by the seahawks and i think that might be the thing 
that is kind of holding this offense back. If you just had a couple of those explosive explosive game uh, plays per, per game, it's a completely different story. That's probably a seven-point swing each game if you just have a couple of plays over 30, 35 yards a game. Well, I don't think Gino's ta- Gino has the talent to do that. I don't think he is accurate enough passing down the field. You don't so think, think an NFL think quarterback that's a coaching. can throw a ball I 35 think, yards? Well, there's a lot of NFL. I mean, at, Brock Purdy today couldn't throw the ball more than 10 yards down the field. Every time he tried to pass deeper, it was a bad pass. So in some and, and same thing with Jordan Love on the Packers. Same thing with Sam Howell on the Commanders. There are some quarterbacks who just aren't accurate enough to throw the ball downfield in an NFL game. In college, all the quarterbacks are going to do it. In the NFL, it's not the same. The game is tougher. There's more pressure. There's more, I mean, it's just, it's not that, it's not that easy. Obviously, if there's a wide open receiver and he has plenty of time to throw, then Gino could hit a 50-yard bomb to DK. But chances are, that's not going to happen very often. Russell Wilson, what he could do is he could go, get out of the pocket and then still yeah. throw a 50-yard bomb. Gino, Where is that he's not, Where is that? Ugh. It's not because well, he doesn't have he doesn't have any good receivers, so it's not all his fault. Um, but yeah, I mean that's yeah. that's old Russell Wilson for another day. Special, man. Jeez. I will say this though. I, I think I think you're right. I think the goal this season win a playoff game. And I think when I thought about it again today, I was like, I still think we can do it. I still I don't I don't think we are a tier two team. I did before. I don't think we're a tier two team. I'm not even sure if we're a tier three team. But are we? Are you crazy if you put the Seahawks in the top ten? Well, but, but, <laughs> but I still think they're in the top ten. So you, you do think they're in the top ten? <laughs> oh my god, this guy, this guy. Look, I'm all over the place. I know this. This is what you get with me. You get raw. You get emotional, and then and then you get. You know, level heads are going to prevail eventually, but sometimes... 24 hours, Levi. Just all the world of difference for Levi Cooper. This guy was yelling at the edge of the seat. Go check it out. We should post a short. Just a compilation of Levi's best 60 seconds yesterday. That was was an all-timer for the NW Sportscast. Levi, you got anything else to wrap us up? Um, All I'm going to say is, with the 49ers losing tonight... My Seahawks number one seed prediction is back on the table. Yes, season's over. Season's over. Number one seed back on the table, baby. Well, you know, (laughs) but I will say this. Is there still a way it can spiral? There is. And let me tell you how it can spiral. It spirals. Here we go. If you lose to the Browns at home, you're four and three. No, but then you have to play the Ravens, who look really good. Let's say they beat you. Now you're four and four. Now you're playing against a commander's team that basically is hit or miss every week. Let's say they hit that week. Now you're four and five. Then it's the Rams. Then it's the Rams who already blew you out. Let's say you could lose that. And then you're four and six. And then four and six can turn into four and 10 really quickly. Because after the Rams, who is it? It's Niners, Cowboys, Niners, Eagles. So then if you're four and 10, you bench Geno. You hope Drew Locke loses the last three games. You go four and thirteen. You draft Caleb Williams. Future, there you go. So, I'm t- I'm saying there is a scenario where this thing could spiral. That's why I think next week against Cleveland is the most crucial game of the season for us because that's when we can determine: Are we going to be five and two with two good wins, 
or are we going to be four and three with no, one good no. win and two and one bad I mean, loss? You could say that staring down a gauntlet. You're like, oh, the, you know, they could go into the Commanders, and you know, they could no, but, like. But what I'm saying the same is, thing about the 49ers. Oh, you know, they go into the Bengals. You know, Joe Burrow's coming back. He's gonna, you know, sneaky win there, and then they're gonna play the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence. No, but what gonna, I'm saying, Drew, you know, is, you know just throw the I'm ball saying, down the Niners' throat, and then they're gonna play the Buccaneers, and Baker Mayfield is gonna have his his a, a great all-time performance. They're gonna get the win there, and then the Seahawks come into town, and you know the Seahawks are always a hard out, and they're gonna get a win there, and the Eagles are gonna tush push their way to victory, and now all of a sudden the 49ers are five and six and the worst team in football like i i don't know like we but, could but, lose but Drew, yes, what i'm I what i'm saying is we need to win i in my opinion we need to win either the browns or the ravens a to keep ravens our record tough out too a to keep our record strong and b from a confidence level if you lose both of those games you're you you're if you're four and four with two losses your confidence is shot so I think we need to win one of those two games, and the Browns is the easier one because they're in, they're more inconsistent. They don't have their starting quarterback, and it's at home. So I think that's what makes the Browns such a critical game. I understand. The Browns are really, really good defensively. I know they didn't show it that well last week, but, <clears throat> I mean, it's going to be a tough out, and the Ravens aren't much easier. You called yeah. Colin Howard I mean, I think, I think the Ravens – the Ravens are probably going to beat us, but I think I think we can beat the Browns. I think Lamar Jackson playing out of his mind. Yeah, but the good I, news I is we're call the, it there, right, Levi? PJ Walker. I think we can. We'll we'll, we'll do a pregame later. But so yeah, we we can yeah. call it here. All right. Thank you guys for watching. Please leave a like, comment, and subscribe. Then video ends. It lets YouTube know if you like the video and it recommends it to more people. We spend our time doing this. Give us your time by doing that. And we can create more content for you. If you like no ads, Seahawks content, what are you doing? Subscribe down below. Thanks for watching, guys. This is the NW Sportscast. And as always, catch out Coast to Coast Sports on YouTube with their other YouTube channel. And go Hawks.